you have friends who just don't understand your veganism? Because I do, and it can be tough to navigate sometimes. Today, I'll be joined by my partner, Tim, and we'll talk about why your friends might not understand your veganism and how to deal with it. In this episode, we'll talk about a few things. First, we'll talk about why being vegan can alienate you from your friends. Second, we'll talk about how you can actually stay close to your non-vegan friends. And third, we'll talk about the importance of finding a vegan community. Hey, and welcome to the Friendly Veg podcast, where we explore the social side of being vegan. In each episode, we'll dive into personal experiences and perspectives on the benefits and challenges of being vegan in today's society. Join us as we cover the emotional, social, and cultural perspective of being vegan and how it interacts with our daily lives. I'm your host, Serena. I've been vegan for many years, 11 years in fact, and I've been vegan as a student, now as a working professional, and in multiple countries. I'm so excited you're here today, and today we're joined by my partner, Tim, who has also been vegan for about five years, so it's been quite a while for him as well. Hi, everyone. Great to be here on the Friendly Veg Podcast. Yes, we mentioned I've been vegan for about five years and vegetarian for about two before that. I've gone through all the struggles of going vegetarian and vegan from friends and family and dealing with it in the workplace, so happy to be here to talk about it with you. Before we get into talking about vegan and non-vegan relationships, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on YouTube. Or if you're not listening on any of these platforms, feel free to take a screenshot of your podcast player, post it on your Instagram story, and tag me at friendlyveg underscore. I am so curious to see who is listening, and I would really appreciate you letting me know if you are listening. Just to give a shout out to our sponsor today. <laughs> <laughs> no sponsors yet. Finally, I know a lot of you are worried about getting enough protein on a vegan diet. I definitely feel that. Tim and I have recently gotten into weightlifting and I've sort of realized that I don't eat enough protein to sustain the gains or create the gains that I'm hoping for in terms of muscle mass. So eating more protein is something that I'm currently working on. And that's why I've put together a free high protein ebook featuring recipes that all use tofu because tofu is my all time favorite protein source because it's very popular in Asian and Chinese cooking in particular. You can get the ebook for free on my website, friendlyveg.com. Okay, so let's get into it. So Tim, the first thing I wanted to talk about is the why your friends might not understand your veganism. And this is something I've said to you in the past. When you go vegan, you're literally going to single yourself out because you're doing something that the majority of people don't do. Most people eat meat and eat eggs and dairy, and it's just something that we grow up doing without questioning it. When you go vegan, you're sort of rejecting everything that people around you know to be normal, so you're doing something that's kind of weird. But I'm not sure if I'm painting veganism in a bad light by calling it weird. What do you think? I think when you tell people that you're vegan or mention veganism, I think yeah, people have a idea that it's weird and different. But I think that mainly comes from not fully understanding what you can eat and what it means to be vegan. And they only see one side, which is this, you know, very binary black or white, but it doesn't have to be that way. So I think, yeah, there's kind of a middle ground where there's a range of veganism things that you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There's a lot of social media vegans who are really loud, like the vegan teacher. Have you heard of the vegan mm -hmm. teacher? I haven't heard of the vegan teacher. No. no? Well, with the vegan teacher, it's interesting because a lot of people on YouTube will comment on my shorts and say things like, wow, this friendly veg person is such a saint. She's so nice, unlike the vegan teacher. And I find it so interesting that people immediately reach to make this comparison. Mm -hmm. And the vegan teacher, she just happens to be a vegan who is very outspoken 
and really likes to talk about the factory farming side of things, the animal cruelty side of things, which I think is very valid. That's how she does her activism. But it can make her come across as extremely intense. A lot of people anchor on vegans like that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Or the same old these, like, you know, these demonstrators, protesters around the world. Like, I forget the name now. Not PETA, right? No. You know, those people that stand outside farms and factory farms and block trucks from coming in and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And they're very visible, you know, yeah. the media and stuff. So people, yeah. when they think of veganism, they see that. You know, I don't make veganism my identity, so people know me more for who I am, and then they learn I'm vegan, and they're like, oh, okay. Which then, you know, makes them think more about, it isn't, you know, vegans aren't all these activist people, you know, regular people, my co-workers can also be vegan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to do that too. I really sort of enjoy keeping my veganism a secret from people when I first mm-hmm. meet them, because I'm very worried about coming out as a vegan to them, and then them treating me in exactly. a different way. Yeah. Yeah. But... I have found in the past, and let me know if you've found this, sometimes friends, despite their best interests, still might exclude me from different events. I have one friend in particular, and there have been times she has texted me saying, hey, I just had a really nice dinner last night with so-and-so other friends, but I didn't invite you because there was nothing vegan. Mm. And that always sort of makes me think like, okay, totally valid but at the same time you could have still invited me like maybe you didn't have to completely exclude me but I also understand that it's coming from a good place from her perspective but I don't know if it's just like a lack of understanding of what veganism is it's like I still want to spend time with my friends even if they're Mm -hmm. eating meat does that ever happen to you I don't know if that's happened to me yet but I can see how that becomes an issue yeah if your friends don't fully understand what you can eat as a vegan so they feel Maybe they themselves feel uncomfortable inviting you because they don't want to put you in a position where they're inviting you to somewhere that you can't eat or they don't want to have to pick places that cater to your veganism. I think the, the, the struggle there is, yeah, conveying to those friends that it's not about what I can or cannot eat. It's just me wanting to be spending time with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the food is something that we will handle or we will figure it out mm-hmm. as vegan. Yeah, and this reminds me of another thing that friends sometimes do. You know, when you're at a restaurant with Mm. a bunch of friends who aren't Mm -hmm. vegan and you're the only vegan in the group, there often will be one friend who will just say to the waiter, hey, is there anything vegan on the menu? My friend here is vegan. Or family. Or family. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Mm -hmm. just makes me feel so uncomfortable. Exactly. It's like (laughs) I can stand up for myself. Yeah. But at the same time, it comes from a good place, right? Yeah. At the same time, I think that also is reflective of you becoming more comfortable as a vegan, in people speaking up for you true. and not taking it the wrong way and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Even when we had my work Christmas party, mm-hmm. I remember going up to my colleague who was planning it and I sort of quietly said to her, hey, is there going to be anything vegan on the menu? And she was so awesome about making sure that there was vegan food for us. But even still, I felt so uncomfortable just by virtue of knowing that she was going to the chefs or the caterers and saying, hey, can you make mm-hmm. sure there's two vegan meals? I just like hated that. So I think you're totally right it's important to become used to and it's important to become comfortable with other people speaking up for you being vegan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, again, being comfortable to speak up for yourself. Not thinking that you're being difficult and understand, you know, there's a bit of patience in other people understanding what veganism is. And I think what I'm thinking now from talking with you, Tim, is that even if your friends do sort of, in a sense, single you out and maybe not invite you to things because you're vegan... It's not coming from a bad place. It's probably coming from a place of love and a place of compassion and all of that. 
But even still, I think new vegans, you might get mad at your friends for singling you out. You might get mad at them for always bringing up you being vegan. I definitely have felt this with some friends that for some reason, whenever we hang out, we just start talking about veganism. So I can see that some vegans might get mad at their friends and purposely remove themselves from those friendships. And I just think that is a very difficult way to live your life. Tim, have you felt that tendency to want to not spend time with people because they're not vegan or you haven't really felt that? I have not really felt that. Again, I kind of see veganism as not my defining characteristics. Not to let that lead my decision making and who I hang out with and what I do. Mm -hmm. Maybe I, I could be an exception, I guess, or maybe I'm not vegan enough, some <laughs> might say. Um, but I think it's important to not let it overtake your life. I think mm -hmm. as with anything, it can become part of your identity, but don't make it become your identity. Because I think that's one way that you'll start putting people off, especially people close to you. Mm -hmm. You don't want to always preach these things. You want to be understanding of where they come from yeah. and what they're going through to understand what your veganism is. Um, but I think being a good example and showing them that veganism, vegan food can be good and it's not an extreme thing is the best way to kind of share our knowledge of veganism and why we do it. Yeah. And slowly get our friends to think differently about the choices they make. Totally. And when I think about vegans that I know or that I know of who have rejected their friends and their family, I've always been kind of surprised that people do that because that is not something that I ever really thought about doing. Sure, I felt angry at my family for eating meat and early in our relationship when I had my vegan resurgence, when I went from being vegetarian to vegan for the second time in my life, I know I was pretty hard on you, mm -hmm. but I never thought about the idea of, you know, not continuing my relationship with you because you weren't vegan and I never thought about cutting ties with my family but like I said I know of several vegans who have said I just don't see my parents anymore because I don't like that they eat meat and maybe I'm sort of minimizing their perspective on it by just saying it in that way but I just feel like if you cut out people in your life who aren't vegan who are you left with you're potentially left with no one and then you're mm -hmm. going to be sad and that would be horrible. Yeah. And I mean, another way to look at it is like, yes, you can surround yourself with all vegan people, but I think there's an element of, as a vegan, you also want to, you know, be a good example to other non-vegans. Mm -hmm. Closing yourself off from non-vegans and only surrounding yourself with vegans may not be the smartest thing. And I think there's definitely value in showing your close friends and family that, a, you know, a vegan diet can be tasty. And even if they don't go vegan themselves, even if they just make more healthy, well, it doesn't have to be healthy, but plant -based. more plant-based yeah. choices, it's an easy change to make. And I think I've even seen some of my own family members with certain dishes here and there, they kind of exclaim, I like the vegan version, it doesn't have yeah. to be vegan, or I feel better after eating this vegan plant-based dish, and it was just as tasty. So that's, you know, positive steps in the right direction. Not saying, ha, huh, now you should go vegan, <laughs> but, you know, the more we can demonstrate that veganism is not just salad, and mm -hmm. two, we can be friendly and not militant and extreme, <laughs> and hopefully also not judgmental of people that eat meat, because I think mm -hmm. that's one big thing that turns non-vegans off from being vegan is the judgment they face from being around vegans. Yeah, I completely agree. Mm -hmm. I think the judgment sort of goes both ways. Like, mm -hmm. as a vegan, I might judge somebody... For eating meat and then they're gonna judge me for not eating meat but they're also gonna judge me for judging them and then mm -hmm. that's an easy way for your relationship with that person to just fall apart exactly yeah so don't let the food yeah tear you apart 
In addition to the food aspect, I remember when I first went vegan, I felt really mad at my parents, not just for eating meat and dairy products, but I felt mad at my mom a lot for buying leather still. Mm. And I first went vegan, I think, 15 years ago, and then I stopped for a bit and then I went back to it. And 15 years later, after first finding or first discovering veganism, my mom has finally started buying vegan leather. I interpret this as just because your family is eating meat now or just because your friends are eating meat now or buying leather now, it doesn't mean that they're never going to come around to the idea of vegan leather or vegan food. I say, as someone that doesn't purchase or consume meat or leather, I think being an example of showing your friends and family that you can purchase nice things and it doesn't have to be leather is one way to kind of change people's viewpoint on things. Yeah, I totally agree. Being a positive example for your non-vegan friends and family can be incredible because you're giving them an opportunity to view veganism in a different light, but it can be tiring if you're constantly living your life in a way where you're surrounded by non-vegans who you're trying to teach. And that's why I've found that having community is really important. So when I went vegan the first time, when I was 16, I didn't have any vegan friends. When I tried it the second time, that's when we were in Hong Kong together. And just randomly, I happened to live with two other people who were vegan, which was incredible. So I found myself immediately with a community of people in my apartment who were vegan, and I could talk to them about different vegan topics. And I think that experience really helped solidify my veganism and made me feel comfortable continuing it because I was able to ask them things like, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm going to this random part of Hong Kong for a hike. Do you know what I can get in that area that's vegan? I I don't know if I actually would have asked Mm -hmm. that sort of thing, but you know what I mean? Just having people you can talk to is so important. Different restaurants and shops or different apps that are helpful to find these things. It's good to have the resource there. And I think even myself, I couldn't have gone vegan on my own. I think having you a big part of me going vegan as well as yeah, the general you know vegan community and kind of hearing other people's experiences and other people sharing you know content or documentaries and talking about that stuff kind of gave me different perspectives on things and kind of over time made me think differently and change you know change my views for better mm. or for worse and another thing i think about when people go vegan actually just persists once you've been vegan for even like you know 11 years like me If you're vegan, you're very passionate about veganism and your non-vegan friends might not always want to hear that, even if they're the ones who bring up the discussion of veganism at the dinner table for some reason. They might not actually want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And having a community of other vegans is amazing because you can sort of geek out about veganism with them and they want to hear it. They're here for it. They think the same way as you. You can sort of indulge yourself in the echo chamber a bit. Exactly, and I think I think social media helps in that sense is in that it's easier than ever before that you could find a community, a group of people that you can share your interests and concerns with in terms of veganism. Yeah, so to wrap up, I would say that when it comes to your friends who are not vegan, it's important to acknowledge that being vegan might actually be alienating in a sense, but it doesn't have to be. You can still maintain your non-vegan friendships, and you should. At the same time, try to find some sort of vegan community because that will really help you make sure that veganism is a sustainable lifestyle for you, not just a crash diet. Yeah, more importantly, just remember to you know keep your existing friends close, whether they're vegan or not, as this is your chance to show that veganism you know doesn't have to be this weird thing. It can be a normal part of everyday life, and you can live a normal life that way.
and also know that having vegan friends can help so much and that's why i've created the friendly vegans and friends discord server you can join it by clicking the link in the show notes or by visiting my website friendlyveg.com and that's it for this episode thanks so much tim and thank you all for listening i'll talk to you later bye